June 20th, I will be at the Bell House in Brooklyn with Heather Gay and Matt Rogers live. So get your tickets, liamcsweeneylive.com. On July 12th, I will be in Los Angeles with Annie Lederman and another special guest who I'm going to be announcing soon. Make sure you get your tickets for that, too. It's the Leah McSweeney Show. Welcome to the Leah McSweeney Show. My guest today is the amazing Gabriel Held. I wanted to talk about, well, whatever. We're gonna, I mean, I want to talk to you about how you started. And for anyone listening and watching, Gabriel has the most amazing <laughs> collection. Thank you. Of vintage designer, everything, you know, from apparel to bags and shoes and jewelry. And I mean, just about anything you can think of. I mean, it's kind of... I remember going to your space mm-hmm, for the first mm-hmm. time and being like, I'm in like a fucking like museum, but also like the I want to like live in this place and, it's, and and wear something from here every day. <laughs> I think of it as like Shiwi's Playhouse. Yes. It's very wacky. Yes, it's, it's wacky. It's cool as fuck. <laughs> Shiwi's Playhouse. But I love I do, that. I love it. And I've come to embrace like, you know, a spot that I've been at for a long time. Yeah. And it's not a slick, you know, showroom. It's like it's reminiscent, real New York. It's reminiscent. It's it's real New York. It's like eccentric. It's like a real loft. It's like cool as Not fuck. a loft style apartment. Right. It's like a real factory yes. building. Um, that's tricked out with <laughs> some pretty unique stuff. Yeah. Um, but when did you start like collecting all of that? Like, how did this happen? Because the amount of stuff that you've amassed is is amazing, and I want to hear about all the people that you've worked oh, with and who you've talk, lent yeah. things to and bought things for, and who your style inspirations we were growing up. I mean, you know, because this is this is like the stuff that I'm really curious about. Okay, so let's take it from the top. Where how did I start collecting? Um, this goes back to being, you know, a less privileged student at an affluent school which you know i had that experience i know as well. i think that's part of our kindred you know nature yeah is like that's a unique experience to have yeah um, it is because you might be like reaping some of the benefits of you know proximity <laughs> to wealth without actually like going home and not having to worry about money for sure um but, and I want to say, like, I was well taken care of. Yes, you no, know, me too. I, we were very just middle class, which was awesome. And but going to a school like that, yeah. makes you, you know the disparity is so wide and yeah. so big. <laughs> and I, I got fucked up in the head from me that too. shit. That's I think you know psychologically that's why I'm such like a label whore. You know, yes. loud wealth, right? Like not quiet wealth, not quiet luxury, honey. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is all about screaming from the rooftop. Exactly, and even if it's fake, it's still like you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but so I was always good though at scavenging. I like became interested in fashion, you know, pretty early. I mean, like my earliest fashion memories are probably around like six, seven years mm-hmm. old. But by you know fifth grade, I was like looking at Vogue and stuff. Oh, same and. Um, yeah, I was always good at scavenging, uh, scavenging, and, um, like, first memory I have of buying something for somebody other than myself was, there was this Anna Sui who was, like, one of the big ones to me uh, in the 90s. big time. Um, And her her store, I don't uh, think it's still there. I don't think so. But I remember going there, too, and buying, like, little baby, she had baby teas, which were, like, the ones that I could afford, and, like, perfume, and, yeah, there was, um, there was a flea market in park slope at ps i don't know at some public school on the weekend and they had one of these anna Sui like cupie doll baby tees mm-hmm. that was like three dollars so that was in my price range and i my mother would never have let me wear it um <laughs> but i brought back a girlfriend who you know had 
money and i was just like you have money to spare you should just buy this three dollar thing because like i can't have it but i want somebody to yeah um and so i kind of was what they call now sourcing you know Mm. vintage and thrift and consignment store and you know outlet stuff right um all through high school with what my little stores were you going to um well i will say shout out to ina which is the first job i ever had a consignment oh, cool. store mm-hmm. oh yeah ina's so good oh and we we worked with um pat fields on sex in the city costumes when i was like interning there that was very wow. fun because pat fields was actually a store that i like of course i was always window shopping because it wasn't yeah. in my price range honestly yeah. and it wasn't like expensive or anything but yeah. it i made my mom buy me um your your prom dress my was prom from pat yeah my my it was i was actually only 13 it wasn't prom it was just the Christmas formal. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I got that long purple yeah. dress that I wore on the housewives mm-hmm. and I still have it and I'll never let it go. Because it's one of the best memories ever of my mom bringing me to Pat Fields and drag queens being like, let her buy this. Buy this. She looks so good in it. She needs it. And my mom like looking at like there's giant cocks like spray painted on the walls and stuff, you know? But, Your Catholic mom. Yeah, my Catholic mom, yeah. I remember actually the first like I I went more so to Hotel Venus on West Broadway, oh, her other Venus. store. Yeah, it's so good. Um, you remember it had like the Japanese um photo booth where yes. you can get your little Polaroids yes. with all the like anime. Um, what about Smile on Nylon? Do you remember Smile on Nylon? Okay. That no, there's was on some Lafayette. gaps in my Okay. There's some gaps in my knowledge, but um, I remember going to Hotel Venus with my grandmother in fifth grade. I wanted like a chinoise, you know, like like blouse or something. Right. And Amanda Lepore and Sophia Lamar mm. were working there, you know, as they like usually were. Queens. And I was, you know, like 11 and self-conscious like all 11 year olds probably of are course. and sophia was like you mind share a fitting room and i was like i don't know she said come on be free party with us <laughs> <laughs> and then i think enough time has passed that it's okay for me to say this but it was my job to distract her while my friends would shoplift the hard candy eyeshadow compact oh my god the hard candy <laughs> hard candy was the best it was the they could have a rebrand they could relaunch they could in a second fucking in one second the, the ring that came on the nail the, the nail polish yeah. it's all about the fucking pastel nail polish with and the ring on ad it campaigns were so good oh my um, god everything was so good back but then. yes i would talk to sophia and be like well that's a lovely accent where do you come from <laughs> i'm from boise idaho i'm oh, a real potato head wait is she really no from she's from cuba oh okay <laughs> she's i, I think like one. a cuban asylum seeker or something wow um and then funnily enough, after I went to college and I came back, you know, to New York in my early 20s and started going out, um, she remembered me. She was like, you are a little boy who come to Pat You are a little boy who stole. <laughs> no, they never know. We, we were stealing oh, like, the tester. The now they know. <laughs> now they know. It's okay. Forgive me. I never stole. I was just the, the you distractor. You were just a lookout. Yeah. Um, were you out when you were 11? Yes. Well... But no, that's young. Okay, 12. 12. I mean, people started asking me when I was 11, so I really had to, like, you know, make <laughs> make a call. Right. You're like, either <laughs> I'm going to say yes or no, right? right. What are you gonna- oh, my God. I just remembered that they took a poll um, of how many people thought I would grow up to be a drag queen. And Wait, who's they? To- who did that? The, the other kids in my fifth grade class. And I want to just go on the record, too. Only in New York. And that was, like, before... That was, like, in the fucking 90s. Like, this is not now. That's normal now they do that. Like, that's, like, you have to do that. But but back then, like, who was doing that? I don't know. And I don't know what they're even, like, Were you, like, annoyed about it? I was. Was it it bullying? It was bullying. It was, I mean, it was bullying. And, like, also, there was nobody else, like, in my whole school. Because it wasn't, like... 
it is now. No, That's, not at that all. Was not, I mean, it was like looked down upon back then. Yeah, or totally. It was like very like outsider kind of. Well, totally. And like, of course, you know, a much larger percentage of the kids I went to school with are out now that they're out of that school, you know, but it was like very conservative kind of environment. Totally. And um, yeah, I mean, and I was not just gay. I was also weird mm. and like rel- relatively poor. Mm. So <laughs> I just yeah. had a lot to contend with. That is a lot um, to contend with. But I hope that things are like better for students now because I remember mostly I would get in trouble for standing up for myself, but like the people who were, you know, bullying me were never like held accountable or like had any consequences for that but if i like clapped back i would get suspended or whatever do you see the kids that teased you do you ever see them now (laughs) do they ever like say like anything um i have seen one or two of them they're like trying to have sex with you now, the guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, not yet, but that could happen. It I could. Mean, that might be healing. I mean, it's like often a case of like, you know, thou doth protest too much. Right. Like, of course. You know, you got to pick on That's what I think about, like, what's his name? Um, Mike Pence. Oh, yeah. He's totally gay. Any of them. I he mean, like, is gay. Mike Pence is <laughs> flaming. I mean, he calls his wife mother. He's gay. <laughs> That's why he's so anti-gay and trying to convert people to being straight. This whole situation, like, they're the ones trying to convert people. We're not trying to convert people to being gay. Right. Yeah, there's no gay conversion conversion therapy. You, and also, yeah, I mean, you can't, like, you you don't, you can't turn someone gay. No. Just like you can't turn you can't someone turn straight. straight. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't happen. <laughs> or else I would be gay. Because yeah. I would want to turn myself gay because I'm done with men. And I just, but I'm not. Because I like dick. Men are okay. <laughs> you know. Um, Have but, you ever had sex with a woman? No. Okay. But I've hooked up with a woman. Yeah. Um, but no, I've never, like, in, like dealt with a vagina i would like to have sex with a gay man i wonder i mean samantha jones did it right or did she cop out oh did, wait she was going to be the third in this gay in like the gay, right i would like that <laughs> you should do it i'm going to do it do it with i'm gonna them, manifest trixie it and her boyfriend <laughs> trixie <laughs> brian honey <laughs> um so back to your question though yes so I would go take my little allowance, buy stuff at the thrift store. Mm. So I would go to that thrift store. I would bring things to school and set up my little like yard sale and well, mark up like several hundred percent. Sell right. to the girls at school. Yeah. Reinvest in more stuff. Love and it. that kind of just kept going, you know, for years. Um, wow, that's so cool. And then like I went to art school, you know, I'm like a failed art world nepo baby where mm. like I have the connections. I don't want to like sound like I feel superior to nepo babies, but I never like utilized those connections yeah. really to get like any jobs or anything. I want to be a nepo baby. I don't <laughs> see anything wrong with it. You can't help who you're born to. My goal in life is to make my daughter a nepo baby. I mean like, well, she could be a nepo baby. Yeah, I'm going to try. Of reality TV, certainly she could yeah, be well, a she nepo baby. Well, she doesn't want to have anything to do with that, but yeah, I'm not sure what else. I, I need to do something okay. so she can be a ne- No, like she, no, it's great that she doesn't want anything to do with that. Like, thank God. She thinks she it's could like, be like a sneaker nepo she, baby. Yeah, she thinks it's like the corniest thing in the world is reality TV. <laughs> yet she's like, yet she's watching it all. Up the, the hills she, loves it she loves watching it but uh uh-uh she doesn't want to do it but maybe with fashion or i don't know maybe she can like take the realm of mob and actually make it 
big. That would be cool. That would no, be cool. No, she probably wants nothing to do with anything that you're associated no, with nothing. for the next couple of years. Even me. So <laughs> you yeah. were saying on another episode, like, God, I hope my daughter's not listening. And I'm like, she's probably not. Like, she's not. She doesn't she's give a, a teenager. Shit. No, she exactly. She she definitely doesn't. She's not checking for me at all. Right. Oh, and just you know to clear up, I say nepo baby because my grandfather was um, established in the art world right. and. You know, that was the field I was interested in working mm. in. And I went to art school and I was very, like, focused. And I really came out swinging, thinking I was going to be, like, you know, this or that. In 2008, when the economy crashed, and I was... My my degree was in interdisciplinary sculpture with a gender theory minor and a photo concentration. Wow. So, a.k.a. unemployable, no what? marketable skills. I mean, total. To, I mean, yeah, you said it, not me. That's like, what job are you getting? Like, I mean, I appreciate that my You could have been a teacher. Like, I well, I could have been a teacher. Right. Gender theory must have been... Oof, well, that's, I mean... Quite something. I don't know. About yeah, it's. I'm sure it's evolved since, you know, my time studying it, but... It is like this whole conversation about a non-binary gender is like so old to me. Right. You know, it's like, right. it's like the nothing. way that I've always always felt about it, especially yeah. once I like studied and had, you know, the language to like describe it that way. Um, that it really is not like, you know, an either or kind of situation. Right. Everybody has, you know, their traits that are more so-called masculine, masculine or feminine. feminine. I mean, and I get yeah. in arguments sometimes with people. Like, I need to stay out of the comment section because I do be you, arguing with people. You do. I see it. I'm like, oh, there he goes. You know what? I make sure all of my arguments are like real it. Virgo, well-researched. <laughs> yeah, right, I right, check right. my facts and figures. Yes. I fact check everything. Yeah. Like, you know, you're not going to catch me like no. being misinformed about something. But like, it's, it's too much to get into in the comments even but the idea that people can't like wrap their head around that physical anatomy and physical sex and gender are not inherently related to each other right like what about having a penis means you like sports or cars or, or whatever. the color blue right, right exactly it's all was determined by somebody in society at some point and yeah. it just became the norm and you know people they're like these non-binary people and these trans people are just showing up out of nowhere it's like no 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 oh my god no <laughs> like look i back grew up in chelsea yeah. like it's not this is not new right you were you were down eighth avenue yes and we can attest that there were plenty of trans women around oh, yes. all the time oh yeah um at any rate yeah, so I so you I start selling started these. selling, started applying. You know, after college for like a million jobs, mm. I didn't get a single one of them. I applied for over two hundred jobs to answer phones at galleries, and I had about three interviews and no hires. So I got real beat down, you know. Yeah. But I um, had the clothes, and some of my friends were becoming like stylists and working in the industry, and they right. would just borrow from like <laughs> what was my wardrobe at the time. And at a certain point, when I got like closer to thirty after like five years of trying to like force this art world agenda thing that was not working for me, mm. I kind of was like, the universe is making it pretty clear to me that this is not where I'm supposed to be. Right. It wouldn't be such a fucking struggle, yeah. you know, if it was meant to be. But people are interested in this thing that I've been doing on the side for most of my life at this point, like the clothes, the collection, and like all of that stuff. So maybe it's worth it to like give it a try. And... I have to say, I do have to say shout out to Lena because we did this project with another 90s favorite, Todd Oldham. Mm -hmm. um, 
Oh my god! Like idol yes. of mine. Oh my god! I had laminated tonsils. I had them jeans. too from Canal oh, Jeans. God, yes, yes, I had yes. them from Canal Jeans. I thought I was so cool with Me them. Too. We were so cool we with were them. Cool. We were so cool. <laughs> we were cool. <laughs> oh, Canal but, Jeans. Uh, Antique, boutique. Antique boutique. Antique boutique. Antique boutique. Do you remember the by the pound in the basement? Yes. Ten dollars a pound, I think it was. At any rate, yeah, oh. long gone. You know what's still here Jack that Reds? I. I, you Reed. know what I appreciate is still here is um, Tokyo 7. Tokyo 7, yes. I, Tokyo it's 7, amazing Ina it's still, still exists. Ina, yep. Century 21 is back. It's back. And guess what? There's mob stuff in there. Is there? No shop. That's very it's cool. It's shipping this week. It'll be I'm there. I'm excited about that. Me too. Are you going to do an event or anything? Um, not that I have planned yet, but I am working on that. That would be cool. It would be, right? Yeah. Century 21 is such a like... Iconic. Staple. It's an iconic institution of New York City. <laughs> I was really heartbroken because of like all the places I was able to like, you know, get at all these expensive clothes I couldn't afford yep. were like dropping left and right. I got the sickest Lomans. Fendi. Oh, Lomans. Wait, where was Lomans again? It was in Chelsea. It was on that's like, right. um, was it on like, it was by cafeteria. Yeah, that's right. And then it turned into the Barney. I feel like didn't it? Oh was, yeah, yeah. And right? Barney's. And Bar I know Barney's. That's a sad one. Uh, that is a really sad I really one. miss buying and returning things there. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the warehouse sale. I was like really like, a, I was a major like, oh, you know what? I have a wedding. I'm going to buy this Cavalli dress. It's basically going to cost everything that's in my bank account. I'll wear it. I'll return it and just hope that the funds get returned quickly. I've really been faking it. So I'm making it for a long time. Well, this is a common thing. I feel this like in the housewives world too. But also, no, this is from going to that fucking school. Yeah, totally. I'm like, I need Keeping to wear a Cavalli dress, <laughs> even though I really should be buying a fucking I don't know, like uh, a what I don't know, any, what kind of, I don't any, know what, anything yeah. but this. You know, like who do I think I am? I did literally once at Century Twenty One spend my last pennies on this. okay so I do have some Virgo kind of compulsive traits yeah and shopping. And acquisition of clothes was definitely like had some compulsive tendencies, and right. that's why it's much better that it's a business for me now than Thank just God. a personal, you know, right habit or whatever <laughs> <laughs> addiction or whatever. Because yeah. um, I was, I would go stay at my friend's um, parents' apartment next door to this studio that we're in right now, mm -hmm. and then I would walk to Century Twenty One, um, and then eventually walk to Canal Street and get on the J and go back over the bridge to Williamsburg. But I was there. <laughs> I had paid for in change um, two children's petit pateau tank tops that I was like I could layer this under a v-neck oh or something oh my god and there was a girl from my school there and I was like hey she was there with her mom and I was like I just spent like my last literal nickels and dimes on this like could you spot me train fare and her mom was like that's sweet you gave that homeless boy some money <laughs> Oh my God! No! <laughs> oh God! Kids, don't don't do it. Have a savings account. Like. Wait, but that's funny that you were saying in the housewife world. That's uh, oh, the well, yeah, there, well, there's a lot of you know. Um, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Exactly. Obviously, yeah. I mean, people are getting mm -hmm. exposed and arrested yes. and put in jail and all the things. And you know, there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of unhealthy relationships with money. And you know what? Ha like, I would be curious your take on this because I was just watching a different franchise where you know w the girl who was the new girl last season is her, her sophomore season now, mm -hmm. and you know she threw a party that they all thought was janky last season. So she pulled out all the stops and spent like mm -hmm. fifty grand throwing a party. And I'm like, That's I understand insane. it. I understand you're being put like on this platform with a lot of people looking at you, but like. 
who wants to be fake rich? Just like, right. Then you're going to be real broke. <laughs> like I, I mean, I was not like, I never, when I got hired, I was never like, okay, I'm going to pretend I'm rich. Right. Like ever. Right, right. I was like, no, all these people with their like rented mansions and cars. It's insane. And it's like the whole idea of like, you're living blowing large all no your assets. money. Like you're blowing all your money that you're getting paid from the show to be on the show. <laughs> right. Like, so you're, you're probably in the red being on the show. You're not even 1, breaking even. One thousand percent. If you're not, I mean, well, the, the Roni women though, they're fucking frugal and smart Good. about it. I mean, that's New York for they you. Were, yeah, exactly. They were not trying to pretend any which way they would rewear their clothes. They didn't give a fuck because with them, it's about their personality. Yeah. Right. Like that's the value was like their personality. Right. And, uh, it wasn't, I don't think people were watching Roni to see, um, it wasn't like about the looks. I seeing, mean, you, you had looks. Thank you. Shout out Alejandra. Alejandra. Too. Love um, you, Alejandra. <laughs> there was one that you wore that I made perfect sense to me, but I think Sonia was like baffled by it. Which one? It was to Sonia's house. I think the first time Ebony came over and you had like the Marine plaid, Marine Sayer, yeah. like a plaid skirt and yeah, the Chanel, and I think, um, Mar- Tinsley Chanel. Yeah, and the Margella, like a Margella jacket. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe yeah, a thigh a, high boot. Like, that was a great outfit. It was a great outfit. Yeah. You have a close relationship with Misa Hilton. I do. I do. Who's like, <laughs> she's everything. She is. For those who don't know, Misa is kind of the Tell them who architect yep. behind the Lil Kim aesthetic. Yep. You know, the which B is, girl aesthetic. Yeah, which is basically an aesthetic that has now been I appropriated mean, it, and, and had influence over so many people. And, and not just in the hip hop world. In, oh my God. In not every just in the single world. Every single kind but of community. I would say majority of, and this, I don't think this is controversial even. I would say the majority mm-hmm. of female rappers are in the lane that Lil' Kim created with Misa. You know, 1, where it was percent. not about being sexy or feminine before. It was about being more like tomboyish, you know, right. MC like Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah, exactly. Any, any of those, you know, yes. early hip hop pioneers. Yep. But they really flipped it, you know, when it was like, let me be out here you know, showing my body, mm-hmm. like talking about my sexuality. Calling myself a hoe. Exactly. And, oh, and owning my, my hoe and like Proud and taking my power back. Oh, totally. And being like, no, actually, you're going to eat my pussy, buy me a <laughs> Chanel bag, and then I'm going to like fuck your friends or right. whatever. Like, Make and you strip naked and leave you on the side of the road. Right. And then drive away in your car with yeah, your Yeah, like I'm going to fucking kick you out of this limo. Um, <laughs> I have to say like, just in a brief sidebar, when I was, you know, studying gender theory and everything, I mm-hmm. had this revelation about why Lil Kim like speaks to me so much, which was that, you know, I'm kind of femme, she's definitely femme, but she was like tough and strong as any, you know, man. And totally I could access my like yes. my toughness through her much more easily than I could through some guy. Yes. You know? And I told her that too. And she was like, well, he quoted that verbatim. So I know he, he did really write an essay about this. Oh I my like, God. I, did, I, did, I feel, you know, I, I, I know. You know I, this I, is I, one of our other things our, that brought us together. Yes, it's our love for little Kim. Yes. And, and when, on a deeper level, right? Not just like, she's so cool and she dresses great and we love her music. It's, it's like, she helps us access something totally. about ourselves, totally. right? Like she helps us see the world through a, a lens that, that makes us feel empowered and is a feminist icon, even though oh, she would never sure. call herself a feminist, but like she really is. And, um, and getting to meet her multiple times now at this point, she's a doll. She's a fucking doll. She's a fucking real one. She's just a real one. That's it. She's a real one. You know, I mean, I mean, I, I've worked with her only once and it, 
it didn't go exactly as I hoped. Yeah. But I wouldn't take away the experience for anything. Right. You know, like, I don't really believe in negative experiences because it's an experience and you learn something and you know like like, and also like shoots and stuff they get stressful what was it for it was a live performance which is more stressful that is more stressful Um, where was it was it for i'll 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 tell you um it was for this juicy couture new york fashion week party at public hotel okay where i was styling her and paris hilton for the same thing um with surprise no budget no rate there's like coming never, out of pocket why isn't like, there ever a budget i don't know because there isn't it gets allocated to different things other than like styling it's crazy um but so i was like I, this is my idol i'm not going to put her in an off the rack juicy couture right you know but i couldn't afford to hire a designer or anything so i just like i customized something for her and it was cool but we had seven fittings scheduled and they all got canceled mm. so first time she's trying it on is like right before the show it's not going you know according oh, to God. plan blah 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 but to be honest like that's my idol and i got to work with her oh like, yeah that's cool honestly i look at the look like i was showing it to my new intern yesterday and i was like if this is the most humiliating look or i don't want to say that i, I don't want to say no, that. no it's not humiliating <laughs> you need to send me a photo of it i, I want to see it it's like really quite like it's not bad at all it's just like you know you have a fantasy in your mind like right. oh i'm gonna pull out all the stuff proper, properly right because she didn't get fitted i mean that, right. that's what happens that is what happens yeah. and you know i don't know i mean the i think the tibetan buddhist monks have this practice called transmutation where they meditate mm. on something they perceive as negative until they see in what way it's positive. Mm. And I've like tried to implement that in my life. So first of all, she was, she was nice to me. She never like lost her patience or right. like spoke, you know, sharply to me or anything which is great because i'm sure a lot of people if they were like being put in something that didn't fit them and i know how that is like if something's not fitting your body right like it makes you feel crazy yeah for sure and you have to be in public in it and it's like <laughs> you know it's fucking frustrating no for sure and now especially when everybody's filming you and taking right, your picture and everyone's like, gonna be commenting on your body and how you look yeah. and it's a nightmare um but what I will say, though, is all due and credit to Kim for creating kind of the blueprint or whatever yes. of what female hip hop looks like to this day. And people, some people, you know, think that this generation is more referencing Nikki, but I'm like, no, Nikki's, with all due referen- respect, yeah, Nikki's yeah. <laughs> referencing Kim, which was the issue with which them, was too, the issue right? With them. Um, what do you think about Ice Spice? I, you know what? I like her. I love her. I like her. I worked with her. Oh, really? Yes. Um, it was like right before she like skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, Richard Kern. I don't know if you know him, but he shot yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was interesting. You know, I think I was told it was her first photo shoot. Wow. And so that's special. That is special. Um, she seems reserved. She is reserved. Like her person. I mean, obviously with her music, she's not. But then in interviews and stuff, you know, she's young. She is young. She's young. And yeah, she seems like kind of quiet sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, she, you know, she's finding her her way. I love her music. Me too. I love her look. I love that she's like from the Bronx. Me I mean, too. I love her lyrics. <laughs> I mean, she's amazing. Stop playing with them, Riot. <laughs> um... um one thing I will say about this generation of artists, too, is they're very accustomed to controlling every part of, you know, because they're broadcasting from their bedroom on social <laughs> right. media. So they're used to controlling everything about their look, everything yeah. about, you know, 
every aspect of the it. lighting, the, yeah, exactly. the, the angle, the angle, you know, all of it, all of these young Mariah Carey's in training, <laughs> <laughs> which side they're going to be exactly. showing, right? Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, when I sat down, I was like, I prefer to face the same direction as you. Cause that's my good side. I know this is my good side. <laughs> Sorry. This, well, no, because this side of my face hangs down and I was actually just looking at it in the mirror today. And it's so annoying because I'm like, wow, this profile, great. This profile, <laughs> crackhead. I'm I like, see, no, What's I see happening? that in myself. I'm like, straight nose, like the hook nose, <laughs> propaganda Jew from the other angle. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that as a Jew. Of, of course. course. And you're talking um, about yourself, yes. right? We can we always. We can't talk about anybody else. We, can't, but we can make fun of ourselves. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like no else? one else can say I look like a crackhead except for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that would be ideal. I'm sure they'll try. They'll try. I'm I'm still thinking about Ice Spice <laughs> because I'm really I'm really interested in seeing her, you know, her career, and I want her and Little Kim to do a song together. I would. Like I know that her. Too. Didn't her and Cardi or no her and Nikki? That's right. Her and Nikki, her and Nikki, just Nikki did, did a song. That's right. Yeah. Um, Nikki has such a different approach to um, the up and coming girls than Kim had with Nikki. Yeah. You know, Nikki knows to keep them close and, mm. you know, collaborate with them. Right. Um, in a way that Kim, I mean, Kim is collaborating with the up and coming girls yes, too. Yes, she is. Um, Absolutely. Um, she just, should she collaborate with, she came out with her and performed with her. I saw her at Apollo, at the Apollo. I can't remember oh, who it was though. Yes. No, I, I know what you're talking about. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. also like, I think there was just too much like animosity between her and Nikki that it like kind of like There's created something There's also a lot more women in hip hop now. So many you know? more. Before it was just them two. Yeah. Where's Foxy? Foxy. Brown? Well, where is she? Foxy's around. Okay. I, I, I'm friendly with her. Oh, cool. Knows everybody. <laughs> Gabriel knows everybody. I know. Everyone. Oh, by the grace of God and like by the grace clothes. Of God. Wait, what? <laughs> by the grace of God and clothes. And like, clothes. I know people because of clothes. Right. Who else have you worked with? Just let everyone know because you've worked with everybody. Well, pretty much everybody has worn, you know, Madonna. My, they have pulled for her, but I don't think she's worn anything. Okay. Um, but Lourdes. Lourdes, certainly. of course. Yeah. And shout out to Lola. Shout out to Lola. We love her. We really do. She's um, incredible. But yeah, I mean, all the all the big girls have worn stuff from the archive. I'm more excited about like who have I gotten to collaborate with and like style and make. You know, we did a photo that, shoot well, together I that know. was like, you know, my my baby because it was like it concept was, art direction. It was like, so great. It was. Uh, R.I.P. to Paper Magazine. Oh my God, I know. Shocking. I mean, <clears throat> Vice and Paper and was it ID it's also? Media, I mean, media has just changed so much, obviously, but like Paper did a, and I it's so old that I can't find it. It's like, I don't even think it's like online. It's like just in print and like I have a photo of it somewhere, but it was a picture of me pregnant. Okay, so this is 17 years ago. Wow. And it was an article, I think it was called like It Girl or something. And it was like about married to the mob. I was never an It Girl and I never will be because I'm too much of an underdog. And like, I'm just not, it's true. I mean, just, it's not, I'm always like trying to like claw my way. It's like, I need to do something. Help me. Like, no, I'm serious. It's not, I feel like I'm just, I can never win. It's just like me, just like. But that's so much more charming to me. Oh yeah, it's so charming. <laughs> I'm so relatable. Did you what? Did you have thoughts on the It Girl story in New York Magazine? I didn't. I didn't read it, but I, I didn't either. But that didn't stop me from having opinions. No, but I don't know who was in it. I just saw Tinsley. Like mm -hmm. I don't know who was they chose. I mean, what well, was Tinsley it? Well, tell me your opinion because Tins, Tinsley obviously needs. She really is an It Girl. I'm gonna make an analogy here. Yes, and say it. that Tinsley is the Lil Kim of the socialite 
influencer world. Love it. You know, she did create a lane that is like the blueprint for what a lot of these figures are doing these days, you know? Yes. Um, I mean, they're not even, right. And like these days, there is no... Like what, I mean, who could even do what Tinsley did? Like who, it doesn't exist because social media. Right. So now it's like, you don't even have to be, you're like an influencer. It's much more democratic that way, it's I guess. Fucking, no, it's actually annoying. I mean, it is annoying. I don't want but. democratic. I don't want like, <laughs> I want socialites. I want like unattainable. Like that's Fantasy, why I want to, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's more interesting. I it's get like, that. You were born into this crazy fucking like wealthy family and you're like at this, like, you know, you're only at these events and no one else can go there. Not some influencer bullshit. Like all these like, whack ass bitches that can't dress or like at like Paris Fashion Week. Like oh, yo yeah, I don't straight like that. up girls that I follow, I don't even follow anymore, but I would like follow some nerd who's like cooking <laughs> on social on on TikTok whack style i'm not following her because she dresses good right, following right. her because she makes cool food and I want to like you know maybe make something or try to and then the next thing I see is her. She goes from chopping up fucking celery to she's at Paris Fashion Week for whoever. I don't know who the fuck. And she's dressed head to toe. Like, look at me. No, I don't want to see you in this, girl. Like, I don't want to see you in this. I want to see, like, the rich bitches. Right. You know, and the fucking fabulous, fucking unattainable. Like, I remember reading in Vogue when I was younger about a girl who went on a on a yacht <laughs> trip <laughs> and she um put her bathing suit it was like about it was her first time going on a, on a yacht trip and it's just about all these fabulous people she was with and how she was learning how to be on a yacht from like the other people that she was with and she learned the girl who was like always on the yachts taught her that you put your bathing suit in like a ziploc plastic bag a new fresh bathing suit when you swim from the yacht to the to the beach and Mm. then you go eat before you sit down to eat you change into your dry bathing suit so you don't get a yeast infection and i was like wow (laughs) these people like know what they're doing like they're like putting it in ziploc bags and swimming and then changing in and i'm like that's what i want to read about just shit that's like not ever gonna happen to me like you know i do get that i mean i get the the aspirational fantasy i know we're all supposed to be inclusive now yeah but i mean that's not real you can't be inclusive and be vogue And like Vogue is Vogue. Vogue is like Anna Wintour is not inclusive. Mm, you know what I will say? I'm working. Include me. <laughs> yeah, include me too. <laughs> um, we can check a couple of boxes of you know yeah. scrappy underdog boxes. <laughs> yeah, um, I will say like you know inclusivity in like the fashion world and the entertainment industry. It's it's, it's it's okay. Entertainment industry though, yes. Yeah fashion world it's bullshit i don't believe it it's so fake it's all front-facing it's not any like because entertainment you still have to be talented right you have to be talented presumably yes you know (laughs) like ideal you have to act or you have to sing or you have to whatever but fashion you know what they do that's inclusive is they and i'm not saying it shouldn't be no 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 of course it should should be. be but it's just it's bullshit I mean, they what they do in terms of inclusivity is with casting, you know, and the front-facing yeah. kind of right. Stuff but what about the people change, running right? And the what industry. about like you know, I'm prepping a shoot right <clears throat> now for somebody who is not sample size, mm. and you know, it's it's hard, right? Like it shouldn't be hard because especially they've you know evolved the like visual idea of like being more inclusive, but it hasn't caught up with the actual 
practices in the industry. Right, and what they're making the samples right, out of. Like, but I guess that'd be kind of hard. How many, right, then what? Do, what is a sample size? Like, well, it has to be one size or other. Maybe they need to make three different sample sizes, right? I mean, that wouldn't hurt, but, no. like, honestly, also, perhaps the sample size should be based more on what the average size of people is. Right. You know? Um, My thing is, like, what about just some, like, normal, average-looking people? That would be nice. That'd be interesting. <laughs> like, not, like, too extreme one way or the other. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Just some basic-ass people. Some regular-ass bodies. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for that. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> but, yes, to your point, you know, they make a good show about inclusivity, but, like, yeah. the the behavior hasn't really caught up to the image that you know no of course not because at the end of the day it's all a very elitist right obviously i mean fashion week is like a demoralizing time you know it brings <laughs> out like the worst in me it, it brings out the worst in me too i'm not even gonna fucking i lie. get like so very like high school when i'm Same. you know i get like so derailed in all my attempts to be like mindful and you know self-possessed where i'm like wait a minute who didn't invite me like exactly. what friend didn't invite me to their show where exactly. did they, they put me where in what am I row? Like, sitting where am i sitting why aren't they dressing me though how am i right. gonna go to the show and not be dressed yeah it's like who do i think i am i'm no one like why <laughs> but, would i be like well no I don't of course you you would belong in the front <laughs> row like but it's like, but really, like not, I mean, there's designers, I'm not naming who, but that I wear, I fucking like post, mm. I love them, I'm such fans, and like, I don't get an invite to even, and I would go and just sit not in the front row, just because oh, I no, want to fucking see their sure. shit, because I'm like, I'm a fan of fashion and totally. their stuff, you know? I have to say, like, I mean, it stirs up all of this, like, insecurity, in ego, me, but I do try, <laughs> I do try to not behave like a diva even if my internal diva is like freaking oh, out I, I would never either um, i don't do that like at the at chloe sevigny's sale the other weekend oh my god how you know, i wanted to go so badly i was talking to everybody involved in the sale and you know they it was important to them that the line be democratic and no cutting and like you know everybody wait and <laughs> no matter who you are no matter who you are which like I no, you put in too much work. You shouldn't have to wait. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, I been, did, nah. but I did. I did wait. If and you it were born me. in a New York City hospital, you get to the front of the line. <clears throat> okay. Um, I did wait. I did wait for a while, which gave me an opportunity to tell people how humble I am. <laughs> um, but then, fortunately, somebody on the inside did come and grab me because I'd been waiting for like an hour and a half, and she was like, "I'm honestly worried that you won't get in by the time we close." Was Chloe there? Yeah. Oh, she was there, like being lovely as always. Oh, that's cool. She was giving away like copies of her photo book. You know, like awesome. she was doing the selfies and the autographs, and you know, being very so like cool cute and classy I, I only met her once like years and years ago at like a bar or something mm, but mm -hmm. beatrice um no, i can't remember where it was it had something to do with her brother i think there was like a little like oh, yes, me and her yeah. had maybe exchanged words it oh, wasn't dear. like anything like crazy it was just like fight it was something you know but whatever it was like another lifetime ago but um i really like really just respect her i mean obviously just her career has been so amazing i just love that she hasn't had any plastic surgery mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like refreshing just it to see refreshing. like a fucking face that's like doesn't have I and mean, obviously she's beautiful and she doesn't need any anyway but like you well, know it's, you know i was seeing some tiktoks about like you know this woman is over 40 like and she looks great and i'm like you know what that's great but what if we also normalized like looking over 40 right because they were praising her for like 
looking who, you know who chloe no, 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 no. just like some random, random right like what if you're 40 and, and like, you look 40 yeah, and you have wrinkles because like all i see people praising really is like looking oh you're young. 40 but you look young right you know well, that's 40 the big is thing. nothing by the way right like, no but it's a it's a thing it's like oh wow you look so great for having a kid or you or look like great for, for being age, 40 oh yeah. you look young or you don't yeah well, it's always about like looking youthful and but i think it's like 40 you're still like yeah you're not old so you don't want to look old or at least for well, me it's no, not that old that makes sense to me too i mean like also like we're like when i'm 60 i don't mind looking old <laughs> but until then i really don't want to look old i'm sorry I just well don't. we'll check back in when you are getting closer to 60 and check see back in i'll have a couple facelifts by then so <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're supposed to get your first one at like 45 or something oh yeah oh no i'm all, i'm ready i oh, want it you? i you want it like next year it's too soon no i don't i don't i mean that's what the doctor said here i am being like i love that she's had no plastic <laughs> surgery but she's she doesn't need it i do Ooh, no you don't um, don't be silly but like also, it's everybody's right to have it or not. Exactly. Like, you know, I'm I'm getting ready to go get pumped again. Like, let's get pumped. Yes. Um, I was on a good like one surgery a year kick, uh-huh. and now like I've been trying to be more mindful of what I'm spending my money on. That's um, good. That's smart. So I was like, you know what? You don't need a lower bluff yet. Just chill. <laughs> you could do without a lip lift. Is your lip is gonna fall more? Just give it a couple more years. Because I think I'd rather just get it all at one time. I'd rather get the facelift, lower bluff and lip lift but that might be too shocking it might be shocking might but be also too shocking did if you, you do it one at a time it's like did she do something or did she not even yeah, that is nice it, when it's you know a little bit harder to because kim, kim k has had maybe two <laughs> facelifts a neck i mean not a neck uh five nose jobs and a lip lift i mean it looks great on her but she looks but i what's think gonna she looks happen? great but what bothers me to be honest is the lying the lying the lying is absolutely insane i think for like younger more impressionable less sophisticated more like naive people um who believe when they say and you know didn't kylie just say in like uh, teaser for like the new season that she doesn't want she her daughter done or she said like something like i did too much she's, or something well, but which she's is still also not, like you can dissolve it like she's if you want to she did so could. much more than just lips obviously <laughs> i mean you know there, she's a different face and like whatever it's fine but it's well, like just stop lying to us she said something about like wanting to talk to her family about them contributing to unrealistic beauty standards which i'm like i, I hope they go there oh god they're just, they've all been so like they're just purposely steadfast about their oh their story god, and they're sticking to it crazy it's like guys we see your asses <laughs> like we see your ass it is not natural there's nothing that is a deformity you get yourself a deformity why lie like this is my attitude about so many things like you know what i was an original wendy williams fan from the radio days and she had her book you know where she had at the end of it like tips for successful living and one of which was like get the skeletons out of your own closet because that way you know she's like i was a coke addict i've had a lot of plastic surgery that way when people bring those things up i can I say it. yeah i've talked about it a hundred times next question exactly like, you know you don't give people ammunition when you nope. just like put your own truth out there exactly you get ahead of i appreciate it. about you also in procedures you're always you know thank you i would never like do something and not tell my followers right you know that i've done it i just feel yeah. like it's nothing to be ashamed of no. it's a flex i just <laughs> it's a flex i'm sorry like i'm like showing off i'm like got my nose done <laughs> i got some money now, like tell me this before you were on tv did i ever think about getting plastic surgery yeah. um i think that it felt 
like something i wanted my nose done when i was like younger not younger younger but like in my like late 20s or something i remember like saying something to my dad and my mom like i want a nose job and they're like leah you don't like make money with your face your sister does so if she ever wanted one that would make sense but for you it doesn't make sense i think very practical yeah well they're practical people so i think that like once no i think it became much more um I didn't know like a lot of people with plastic surgery. Mm. And I think once I got put in that world of everyone has plastic surgery that I'm like now around, I'm like, Oh, this is like actually attainable. And also plastic surgery just in the last few years really became something so mainstream, so so talked about, so accessible. I used to think that it was only for like really rich people and like celebrities and that's it. Then I was like, well, I'm on TV, so I think it makes sense. <laughs> and also, I have to like look at myself all the time, too, right? And, like, you know, take, have pictures taken constantly and whatnot. Um, but now I'm like, even whether I'm on TV or not, I'm going to continue getting plastic surgery. Good for you. Yeah. I can't wait to afford more. Yeah. Like, it's so much fun. You know, I've only, like, tried filler and Botox at this yeah. point. But, like, I'm working on a big job right now. And I'll tell you, when I get paid for this job, I'm getting in for yeah. the yank and the you're lipo. Gonna get it. Like, yeah, you're going to make it rain. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to spend all that money. No, 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 no. I'm going to save a lot of it. <laughs> okay, good. That's I important. I am going to save a lot of it. I want to make sure I'm saving at least equal amount that I'm spending on yes. frivolous things. But I'll tell you, like, my grandmother is an advocate for plastic surgery. Good for her. <laughs> Has been suggesting that I go to the student clinic for a nose job since I was like 12. Because she got one of those student-y nose jobs oh for like $200 in the 60s. Oh my God. I didn't even know that there were... I mean, I knew there was student it's like, like dentists because that's where Bumble, I used like, to go. training facility right, okay. and get a free haircut. But where's the student, where's the student plastic surgery? I don't know, but I don't think we need to be going there. No, I can't go there, but um, it sounds tempting. <laughs> but, you know, we were talking because she did tell me a couple of years ago that I could use a lower face left um and i think what she means is just like you know like uh neck lipo and whatever which like yes is something that bothers me a lot but what she said was like if there is something that you really don't like about yourself and it's within your power to change it like why not why not right totally like i I don't think it's going to make me necessarily more at peace or a happier person or whatever it doesn't do that actually (laughs) it really doesn't but it might make me like my jaw more yeah like you know, i like my boobs objective. more have yeah. i found inner peace no <laughs> not at all did my anxiety really go not away through boobs? You didn't yeah find like through boobs do i like my nose and photos better yes <laughs> i still have anxiety though i mean if if i fear some people are expecting it to change their whole life yeah it doesn't and as that. long as i think you have a realistic expectation then you know what's really the harm what do you think about these social media accounts that like call out the celebrities for lying about plastic surgery and do the beef you know show the the side by sides and like constantly like part of it seems a little cruel to me yes it gets it it it's it's good because it shows people the truth but then it also teeters on borderline cruel i see both sides same like for me, I mean, these accounts seem to be typically more anonymous, you know, whoever's running them. Um, I know that for me, like, I couldn't be okay with making my whole brand about, like, calling Pointing people out. out. Yeah, my God. Like, whether it's, you know, people who call out. Fa- yeah, well, I wasn't going to say, but I yeah. Am, I am. <laughs> like, I can't, I wouldn't be comfortable making my what what all that i'm producing and putting out into the world about like it's, policing other people and stuff crazy. it's what kind of fucking weird energy also, does that like, kind of bring back there's to been you? a real shift since you know the reign of perez hilton like this is not i i don't con- i never considered it to be cool but like 
it was more socially acceptable and it was really popular yeah. in you know our culture and it's not you know like bullying in that way is like much more looked down upon now yeah thankfully yeah but um well these people think that they're social justice kind of right they think that they're yeah. kind of warriors of calling out the people who deserve to be called out and blah 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 but it's like don't throw stones. Wait, what is it? Don't throw stones People if you live in a glass houses. house. Because I'm sure everyone lives in a glass house. <laughs> <Yeah>. We all <laughs> do. <laughs> well, what I will say, though, I do see the other side with the, like, celebrity retouching and before and afters. Like, Which is, I, because it's nice to see it. It's like, oh, I'm not, like, I, I actually am not, like, as ugly as I thought I was. Uh, <laughs> this is not what this person really looks like. No, and I just, like, like I said before, you know, there are people, you know, I don't want to sound, like, elitist, but let's say there are people, perhaps, like, not in new york or la mm -hmm. who are less you know savvy about like and retouching so and plastic surgery to, right. and all of this stuff and like might believe them all when they say you know unretouched photo untouched face right. also i feel like i feel like housewives have this tendency also to be like i haven't had plastic surgery i've had filler i've had lipo that's not plastic surgery right and it's like we well, you know i started getting my lips done when i was like 30 so i was getting it so I guess I was doing things before. I just like didn't imagine like getting cut open, you know, mm -hmm. and I was always kind of, and I'd never had surgery in my life. Really? So it was scary to think about going under. And what was I your was, first one? Um, my nose. Your nose. That was my first surgery ever. I fucking jumped off the operating table before the meds kicked in and was freaking out. I was like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm, I'm just too scared to be knocked out because I have, I'm a control freak, you know? Yeah, and yeah. then they're like, just count to 10. I was like, no, and I was like, oh. <laughs> um, but I literally, they were like, oh, like, like chain like, like holding me down because the crazy thing is like you walk like you just walk into the operating room and it's scary looking like it's fucking scary and you're like well that's the bed i'm just laying in there and they're just cutting me open in there it's fucking terrifying you know it's like i don't know it's, it's a little scary and then but you know by the time i did the boobs i didn't really care but <laughs> i was like when's my next one you know i had surgery as a child and i woke up like during it and tried to push them off of me. No. I mean, it must have been like right after they gave me the anesthesia. Um, wow. But they I had like, you know, gone under and then I came, woke up and was like, Ew, stop. What? <laughs> yeah. were, were they cutting you open at the time? Uh, I have to assume so. I mean, That's I was like scary. six or seven. Yeah, it was scary, but, um, but I survived. You survived. <laughs> I was going to say, I just read that um, Megan Fox came out and talked about having body dysmorphia interesting and she said that she never sees herself the way people see her i mean this is one of the hottest women in the world i mean really like she's fucking so hot it's crazy like what the fuck <laughs> mm -hmm. also has had a lot of work done mm -hmm. um but she's never gonna she said she's never gonna be happy with her body i'm like oh my god i mean what wow because it's not a, it's not about her, her body. body right it's not about her body. It's not about her body. And, like, that's why doing also all the work to the body and the face and everything is not going to, like... You got to be doing the, the inner root. work, exactly. people. You got to be working on that soul also. Yes, like, do both. Soul filler. Yeah, exactly. I do I do the soul filler. I have a healer. <laughs> Good. She came over two days ago. I have the therapist. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, I have to do all that self-care stuff. Are you in therapy? Do you do any soul, um, soul I healing? I have been in therapy on and off really since, like, the age of four or five wow. i come from a therapy family like oh, yeah. you like you know me, i mean right. my mom we have so not, many like we have a lot of things similarities it's crazy <laughs> and august virgos yep um wait you're august what 31st okay um you're the 27th, 27th. Mm -hmm. 
My mother is not a therapist, but she used to be an art therapist, so she has psychology, you know, background. Got it. And yeah, I mean, therapy, like always, you know. I stopped going during um, quarantine. When you probably needed it the most. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, to be honest, part of what I liked about it, though, was like leaving the house. Like my therapist was on the Upper West Side, so Mm -hmm. it would be like a good hour train ride, like there and back. And, you know, honestly, that's where I would like learn my my little Kim routines, like on the train. Cause we I need get, to talk about <laughs> we can talk about also. that. Um, but I like, you know, very sensitive person. So I get overstimulated on the train. Yes. So I would like love tapping into just like memorizing 60 seconds of like lyrics um, instead of getting like absorbed with all of the other crazy stuff That's that happens going on, on the around you. I know. Um, one of my assistants was on the train with somebody smoking heroin the other day. I saw two people smoking crack the other day, but that was not in the train. It was outside the train, but it just someone was smoking crack. And then there was, it was in a park and then it was broad daylight. It was like 3 PM. And then there was another table of two kids doing homework <laughs> and the crack <laughs> the head was smoking the crack pipe. Next, You remember how many crack vials there used to be on the street oh God, in the nineties? So many. And also fucking, there were also like that, the popper, like there was like the, <laughs> do you remember those like silver? Like, I feel like those were like inhalants. Like mm. those would, the CO2, yeah. the CO2 mm. what the fuck? Those like silver, that shit, like during recess, when I went to St. Joseph's <laughs> in the West Village, like when they would block off the street for recess, it was full of like drug that. paraphernalia oh that we'd be God. playing in. It was insane. What was that CO2 shit? What was that? They used you to know be- what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was these little skinny silver vials. They used to insert them into like pellet guns, but you should crack mm. it open and, and sniff it mm. and inhale it. Like you just take a big shot of it. Oh man, we all grew up in the same era. Like yeah. we all grew up in the same yeah, kind did. of time. And we did. Like you think about New York back then to now, and like we used to have other crack files in the street. All I remember going files. to the park and I used to see a puddle of water, and it would be nothing but like red tops and yellow on the crack. Yeah, the little well, that vials. Was the thing too. The they were tops. all colorful and like fun looking. Yeah, yeah. Very, like kid appealing. Remember, and remember all the, like the sex like stuff that was like in New York and oh like God, yeah. and like the sex workers on the street like prostitutes would be well, on the street walking I around. By, like I remember seeing sex workers by where you grew up. Oh yeah on 11th Avenue. I've talked to, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast that there yeah. was like I had a bus driver who would per- did I ever talk about this on the podcast? No. There was my bus driver would purposely it was a kids bus mm. you know it wasn't like a public bus. Um, he would take 11th Avenue down oh, to drop no. me off so he could say hi to all of his friends <laughs> and he called one of the women tree stumps i don't know what's up with that name but he was like hey tree stumps i'm like but these women look beautiful i remember really thinking like wow these women are powerful like this these men are fucking trying to see them and talk to them and i was kind of like fascinated honestly oh, i was like i want to be a hooker when i grow up <laughs> tree stumps. i would love to know how she got that name uh, me, me neither i don't know <laughs> We had one who, like, my corner was her corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, like, like I said, I grew up, like, on the East River in a desolate area. Right. That's also a truck route. So. Right, right, right. So the truckers, like, love, you know. They love getting all these empty on. lots you can pull into. Yeah. Like, you just, you know, make your stop. You pick up your friend. Have some fun. Have some fun. Yeah. But then she was gone. Mm, that's that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. You know all those, like, shows on HBO? They used to have all those. Yep. Oh yeah, real like sex and Hunts like Point. Taxi, yeah. Hunts Point. Hookers yep. at the Point. Oh, hun- oh Hookers. Yep. Is that Hookers yeah, at the Point? Oh, that was point. a good yeah. show. Yes, it was. Yes, I'm gonna rewatch that. I'm gonna rewatch that too. My mother actually lived in Hunts Point. Really? Back in the 70s. Wow. Yeah, because after she went to LaGuardia, um, she moved out when she was like. She went to LaGuardia High School. Yeah, she went to LaGuardia. Oh my god, that's um, so cool. And she moved out when she was like 
a teenager mm. with her best friend from LaGuardia, Carmen, whose mother was like a Santera, like Santeria, oh you know, God. like priestess into the south bronx and you know was hanging around it's crazy to think our parents experience or, i mean all of our parents yep. experiences growing up in new york which they all did and my yep. my parents grew up in the west village in chelsea where'd your i grew up in gowanus so where'd your in, mom grow up in brooklyn same area she my, my mom in, was born and raised right brooklyn. i mean because like new york <clears throat> in the 60s and 70s was insane insane no. It was crazy. I mean, the but 80s the amount too. Of, yeah, the 80s was crazy also. But just the amount of... But also, like, the, there was so much culture that there just isn't now. Like, there still is. Like, it's New York. But it, there's a sterileness about it, right? Say, there's a sterileness, sterile. you know? It is, I it's mean... It's like cookie like, cutter. It's because of yeah. social media, though. Social Even, media, the internet, it's it has something to do with it. It sterilized everything. Yeah. It's not just New York. Everything is That's sterile. That's true. It's not... Yeah, it's not just New York. Although, like, they can never, like leave well enough alone in new york you know like there's gonna be no neighborhood ungentrified by a certain point you no, know of course there's like because people there's nowhere to go because the prices of everything are so astronomical they're building in my neighborhood an like eight thousand square foot hermes store and a chanel what yeah no. and i think proenza is also opening a store there well that makes a little more sense a little more sense right. but, but still this giant like hermes huge store 8,000 square feet yeah that's feet. like four times the size of my studio what the fuck by the way Kiki wants us to move to Brooklyn interesting she's nobody like, wanted that when I was she's growing like up. I want to be a Brooklyn girl I was like well you're already a Manhattan girl you're 16 you can't just move to Brooklyn and 16 and say you're a Brooklyn girl How sorry things change though because nobody wanted to like I don't want to move to Brooklyn honestly they used to make fun of Brooklyn even in Sex in the City they made fun of Brooklyn I don't want to go to Brooklyn blah, blah, blah. I don't want to move in this um in that delusional downtown divas show that I did you know with Lena can we watch that somewhere is it on where I, is it I think it is online um, it might I be would on YouTube only or move something. to Williamsburg, though. <laughs> Williamsburg is so played now. Though. I don't care though. That's where I'm because that's where my friends, people I know, live there. I'm not moving to the Boondock. I'm not going to Park Slope. Mm, it's a bunch of kind of nice though. Fam but people it's, with young. But Williamsburg it's like a family is family place. now too. It's like so really? family. It's like. I feel like it's a hot girl summer place. It could be. I mean, sure. There's like places to have fun and stuff. Oh yeah, you want to be in Domino Park. Like right. sunbathing in what's Domino that? Park. That's oh, like, what's that? where they made Domino's Is that where the Domino factory. thing is? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's where you want to be. Like, very really? zhuzhed up park. Are there hot guys there? Yeah. Everyone, everyone's it everyone's pretty much naked. What about McCarran? <laughs> no. No, no hot guys there? Uh, I just don't. I haven't. Can you see me living in Williamsburg or not really? I could see it. Yeah, okay. I could see it. Why not? Um, but I couldn't really see other parts of Brooklyn for you, I don't think. I know. Same. I mean, Like maybe Dumbo? Right. But Dumbo I don't like because it's. There's no good trains. I like trains. Well, Williamsburg kind of sucks yeah. for trains, too. But the L train. Yeah. And then you get to everything at Union that's Square. That's true. Boom. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I was always like, no, it literally takes me like three minutes to get to Manhattan when I always like was trying to overcompensate for living in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, right. Well, that's, but on that's, that's also that's amazing. Divas, like, um, you know, they they had an episode where they have to go to Brooklyn <laughs> and I have to explain to them like oh, how to do it. Brooklyn. And I like, I really played it up too. I was like, okay, are your passports current? Like, do you have your immunizations? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to Bushwick tonight. Oh yeah. For comedy. Yes. How did you know that? You said, Oh, I told you already. What's in Bushwick? A comp, the Cobra club I'm going to. Sweet. Yeah. My friend's performing there. Interesting. If anyone wants to come, I'll Sweet. be out there. Yeah. Bushwick is actually uh, is, a, is a renaissance now. Oh, absolutely. My mom wouldn't allow me to go there when I was a kid. Now it's like, go for a great sandwich <laughs> or get an artisan donut, which is crazy. Or so crazy. Roberta's Pizza. 
Oh, is that yeah. Brooklyn? I mean, yeah. is that is that Bushwick? Border, yeah, yeah. Roberta's well, very good. I can't Domino live Park in Bushwick. That's like Roberta's too teenager. Domino Park? Yeah. Wow. Kiki's like sending me like sending me houses like in Bed Stuy and stuff, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna be part of the gentrica- gentrification <laughs> yeah. of Bed Stuy. Like, I'm just not. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, it's <laughs> funny. Like, you know, I had friends in Bed Stuy growing up, and you know, their mother like told them not to bring white friends home just because she thought it was dangerous. Yeah. Um, But meanwhile, when I was growing up, my father was living um, in Crown Heights, not very far away, like a stop or two away. I don't know. Isn't Crown Heights all Hasidic now, kind of? It's always has been a a mix. Because there's a lot of Caribbean people too, like Jamaican and other Caribbean um, Sometimes they don't get along. <laughs> you, get good du- you get good doubles there. Like you get those like roti and everything. It's really mm, good. Yeah. Really good stuff there. The the, golden it's crust. honestly amazing the kind of food that we can get. Like in I know we're New spoiled. York. We get, we're so spoiled. We can the get the best of everything. Anything, yeah. Not just food. Anything really. Anything. Like, you guys anything are me except go, like, anything wh- except uh, stable, emotionally stable, <laughs> rich hot man. <laughs> is that a New York problem or is that a all over the world problem? <laughs> I don't know. Because I only stay here. You just feel like it's a New York problem. You feel like it's a New York problem. Because I'm in New York. I was so. like, you, you give me so many memories. My mom, when I was younger, I where we that. grew up, it was like a heavy prostitute poor neighborhood. Mm-hmm. My you mom. Gowanus, right? Yeah. Yeah, I used to dance um, at this place, the Gowanus Arts Exchange. I know exactly where it is. Okay, yeah. So I was like dancing there when I was like 11, 12. Oh. So you saw it when it was rough, I rough. did, I did. And Williamsburg was like pretty similar at yeah. the time. My mom used to hand out bars of ivory soap because it was cheap oh. to all the prostitutes. That's sweet. She used Aww. to say like, at least just just stay clean. Like, you know, make sure you're right. washing yourself. And I remember as a little boy, I'd go home because li- our neighborhood was so poor. Our, our train station, people knew it was like the poor train station. I would get embarrassed and get off on the train stop after uh-huh. and then walk back home. But I remember That's walking sad. home with a friend of mine and then all the prostitutes, they used to call me little Joey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, little Joey, <laughs> tell your mom. And I would be so embarrassed because, you know, you didn't want right, to right, be right. in front of your friends and the prostitutes. Because my mom gave them soap. That's how our, that's how poor our neighborhood was. Like She would like give them like extra food and things like that. It was crazy. Our I think I feel like we're not allowed to say prostitute anymore. Sex workers. But I think it's oh, ridiculous. No, I because oh, prostitute, okay. why? It's We're giving it too much. We're making it. Why are we making it a bad thing? Why is <laughs> right, sex worker? It's the same thing. Also, yeah, like, you know people, what I mean? I agree with you, by but the way. No, but there's a lot of things like that. Like, that I guess there's so much stigma that's also attached to, to the word prostitute. But it's because we put, we as a society have put that, all those negative connotations. Well, and even if we change the language now, if we continue to put negative connotations, you know, in a couple generations, we'll have to change it again. Right, there's no no difference, exactly. Because it's like, it's not about the Hmm. word, it's about the way you're like talking about the person. So if you're speaking about prostitutes in a respectful way, then then what's the problem? If you're saying, oh, dumb dumb hooker, that's a different story. Or like, you know, idiot alcoholic or whatever. (laughs) Fucking... Like you can't say porn star. You have to say adult what? entertainment. No, come on, porn star. That's <laughs> like, fucking. That's a thing. It's bad. To I bad. Don't know. Porn it, star. It that's like a great. <laughs> cool. I think that's a great thing. A great title. I don't know. <laughs> oh my Society? god! But also, it's also because yeah. I, I think it's because there's so many kinds of sex work now that prostitute is more. You imagine someone walking the streets and and you know back pages of like you know mm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but now there's like cam girls and you know OnlyFans and right and there's sex workers. Yeah. But listen, I know plenty of people who sell feet pictures. Well, I wanted to start doing that because I, mean, I honestly have Wait, great what? feet. I have great feet. Oh, pretty. Yes. Yeah. And don't, 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 don't give free fit foot pictures on this podcast. 
I'm one, hiding in my Birkenstocks. Do one foot photo. No, no, photo. because I don't have my. Well, I'll do my my um. Well, I just cut my own toenails. I'm getting my a new petty today, but I do have good. I have pretty feet because my toes go down oh, even. Wow. Like it's not like one long. You know, it's not like one toes longer than the other. Um, my sister. I always say my sister got the prettier face, mm. but I got prettier feet. We're gonna get a million downloads just from her foot right now. <laughs> oh my god, Leah Muller foot out in minute thirty five eighteen. You know they have like celebrity foot wiki, like that's you wild. can like look up anybody's foot picture, I think. That's wild. Like if you how wear open toes. How much are women making from these foot pictures? I think it probably depends on the quality of foot and also like what they're doing with them. Well, I mean, I'm not going to have my a dick in between my feet. No, but I feel like there's all kinds of things people like, like, like stepping on a cake or like, oh, I'll I, step I don't on know. A cake. Like, if, if you can imagine it, somebody has a taste for it. Mm. I would do that. <laughs> I would get yeah, it. I would dabble in a little sex work if that was what it was. That's sex work. I, w- I mean, I think, I think under the umbrella. Of, are, we're all sex workers in a way. <laughs> I guess. I'm I mean, definite. I'm really not because I like date poor guys. So I'm not a sex worker. But, but... <laughs> But even, but women who marry rich men, this is like my take, is like women who marry rich men and will only date rich men, that is a form of sex work. Because you're taking out everything and you're saying, well, I'm only dating a rich man. I'm not going to give anyone else a chance. You are a form, this is a transaction. You know who said it best, I think, was in Paris is Burning, Venus Extravaganza said, if a suburban housewife wants a washer dryer set. There's certain things she does in order to get that washer dryer set. And that's really no different than what I do. Love that. It's <laughs> a good Power. point. It's a good point. Powerful. And what a great impression. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's talk about your alter egos. Oh, sure. Okay. Because if you go on Gabriel's Instagram, you will see amazing videos. Thank you. Of I feel like you just said um, you're Beyonce and I said thank you. Yeah, because like I did. Because I did. I did. And I especially obviously love when you do Lil' Kim. Thank you. I mean, Lil' Kim is the one that just like is most in the pocket for me because I already know most of the songs. Can you do like a little 30 second? Mm, not right now. No, not acapella. I don't not think. Not acapella? Okay. Um, I had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about it. Maybe at the end. Maybe okay, I'll take think, us think out about with it. one. But, but tell us tell us where she came from, who she is, why you do this. Like, Well, I always was drawn to, you know, what is considered women's clothing. Hmm. You know, like a lot of us, I think, like end up, you know, in the dress up box at preschool, you know, before <laughs> we, we've been told like Putting that that's wrong. Putting on the little heels. Putting on the heels, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I remember like, like when I was informed by society or like teachers or parents that that was not correct. Um, They don't do that anymore. (laughs) Oh, good. Right. Good. Yeah. (laughs) Because yeah, I mean, why really? Kids should be able to play with whatever the fuck they want. I agree. And like, also they're worried about, you know, grooming children, except for if they want to groom them the way they want to groom them. I mean, I used to put makeup all over my brother and put him in women's clothing, and he didn't turn gay from that. (laughs) My father got really mad at me, though. People people don't really turn gay. They don't, of course not. They don't, exactly. Uh, Either are or you're not, just like whatever. There's a spectrum, of course, of sexuality and stuff, but. Of course, yes. But but when you're gay, you're gay. When you're straight, you're straight. Yeah, and really not anything you're going to wear or watch or. Is going to make make a difference. Yeah. But at any rate, I continued to be drawn to all of that stuff, even, you know, after society informed me that that was inappropriate for my, you know, sex or whatever. Mm. And also when you're like young and skinny and pretty, it's much easier to throw on a wig and just like, since we're from like the 90s, black eyeliner and like some yep. lip gloss and just be a, a girl, be yep. a pretty girl. But um, in terms of the performing, I think like, you know, I, I only perform at home 
in my bathroom in typically. Your bathroom. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> Which was an acoustic, you know, choice, but um <laughs> but now it's become kind of part of the whole like it is package. Yeah. And I think probably the performing, you know, I was always like walking down the street in Brooklyn, you know, being Lil Kim in my in my mind, in my earphones, yeah. it was always my music video too. And I always had this plot, like, cause my neighborhood heavily Latino, yeah, like in the eighties, it was known as Los Sures, like the South side, mm. you know, mostly Dominican Puerto Rican neighborhood. So in my fantasy of my, are music you in video, South Williamsburg? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Less okay. Polish, more um, Puerto Rican. A lot of Puerto Rican, a lot of Dominican. Yes. Very and cool. I grew up like idolizing the Puerto Rican girls and I really had a real, like my own Rachel Dolezal um, <laughs> fantasy oh, we, going we on. We all did. Yes, yeah. of course. All, we all, um, yeah, I mean, all the white Yeah, all girls. the white kids growing up in New York did. Well, also I was like, I found it much like more... Like door knockers ex- and brown course, lip liner, obviously. I mean, because I was going for like, you know, archetypal Latina girl though. Like the Tims with the tight jeans, the like bubble coat. I'm still doing that. Um, <laughs> nameplate. That's not white. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's also, plate. it's New York. It's very New York. It's very New York. That's but true. But it definitely obviously came from, from those women, for sure. But um, yeah, so I always like, you know, definitely my aesthetic... In, in all ways has been inspired by New York and black and brown people. Same. Um, and I guess, oh, right, my fantasy, though, in my music video was, like, that um, a car would drive by playing salsa, and that would be, like, the, the salsa breakdown <laughs> in the middle of the video. Uh, <laughs> um, but when I was in college, I was doing all of this, like, performance art and video art that was inspired by Beyonce. Because mm. I just found her to be, like, first of all, I was, like, a original stan, um, from the beginning and I just found her to be like such a encapsulation of so many like things that reflect our culture you know very like self-produced extreme very like you know has constructed the Beyonce identity yes. and there you know I mean if you're interested in like identity politics or like yep. performative identity or anything you know she is very interesting through that lens and other lenses too I also like enjoy just to watch her be Beyonce. Right. Um, no, but can you speak more on, it's interesting because, and like, you know, she is very, um, she won't really do any press. press yeah. yeah. She won't do press unless she has like the full, you know. Well, and even when like, she did that full, HBO thing like, yeah. a while ago where it was very much like Beyonce presents, Beyonce being emotionally vulnerable brought to you by Beyonce. Right. Like, you know, so she, she cried, but like, Virgo. she's the director. Yeah, Virgo. Virgo. Yes. Control. Control. And also like, not to, not to go off track i'm curious too with your virgo and control tendencies and your you know relationship with alcohol disuse disorder what's it called (laughs) alcohol use disorder okay yeah (laughs) um you know do you ever find like that part of the lure of like substances was to relinquish control that it's hard to let go of of as like a neurotic virgo absolutely because i definitely like find that for myself it was to escape myself and forget myself (laughs) yeah just quiet everything down a little bit all the voices yeah not literal voices no not actual voices but yeah i'm one of the most neurotic fucking people yeah (laughs) well welcome to the jewish faith yeah i mean that's why i'm like i can i'm like i'm a jew like i'm a jew i'm not i'm not i'm i'm irish i'm so neurotic it's fucking sick but 
to to finish answering your question, I guess. Um, <clears throat> right. So I was fascinated with the Beyonce hair hair whips, mm. and so like one of the things I did in art school, which by the way, like reading theory and taking copious amounts of Adderall is like a lethal combination. What are the hair whips about? Is there something? Is there a deeper meaning? Do you think that's behind um, the hair whips? I don't. Okay. I mean, I they're just hot. Wrote extensively about this and her use of wind <laughs> machines and various other things um, related to her hair, but. Like, I was interested in the hair whips. I, I had been studying conceptual art in a very, like, a lot of rhetoric and, like, very rigid way. So by the time I got, like, further in my academic career or whatever, I was more interested in, like, you know what? It just makes me feel something when she whips her hair and I'm, like, don't need to intellectualize it. Like, totally. can just engage in it. But then, of course, I did have to, like, deconstruct it and make, like, art about it. But I would portray Beyonce in you know, these videos of, like, they were ahead of their time, I have to tell you. And if, like, TikTok had been around, like, they would have probably, because they were entertainment, to, to Are be you honest. on TikTok? I am now on TikTok, yeah. I'll start following you. Because Please. you have to be putting those videos. Yes, oh, wait, I, I do, wait, I think I, I think do, you do follow, follow you on TikTok. But you have to start putting your yes. okay, well, performance Well, I also need to give videos. these videos more often, because, honestly, from start to finish, the whole process is, like, five or six hours. Mm. You know, I gotta, like... It's a lot of time. Learn the song. I gotta make the instrumental. I gotta, like, figure out the hair, makeup, wardrobe, lighting, edit, you know, record. All of it. I gotta, um, gotta get all those lyrics right after, like, four martinis. Right. That's where we unlock also some of her, like, you yes. know, ferociousness. Yes. But it's mainly just fun. Also, like, I guess I only do it when I want to do it, and it hasn't, like, crushed the, you know, joy out of it for me. Right. By making it, like, you know, Pringles presents, like... I know. And it becomes about like Pringles a, or something. <laughs> exactly. It's not... It hasn't become, like, a, a commodi commodity or, you yeah. know, it hasn't become, like, you know, some uh, corporate fucking And I think that, like, ad. there's a thing about it that is, like, pretty earnest you know like i'm not like yes i'm being jokey but like i am actually really like living my fantasy and, i know, like, you, no, know you, you are and I sometimes you know i sing to like mixed reviews some people you know what do you mean what the fuck what uh, 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 you know what actually only one of my real life close friends has ever been like a real bitch about my vocal quality um <laughs> you're great thank you and that and it's hard it is hard. it is hard it is hard and but you know what you know what i would also started was i used to like i said go to therapy on the upper west side and take that time like you know memorizing songs and then when i would get home i would like exercise any residual like emotions that came up through these little performances right. you know where i get to be like queen bitch <clears throat> exactly when i'm yeah when i'm feeling beat down or <laughs> like emotional in a way where <laughs> yeah i need to listen to little kim <laughs> or ice spice or watch kill bill or watch kill bill oh yes i had plenty of movies like that myself i've been really listening and i know that like sis's album came out like three months ago or something but i just started listening to it like a couple weeks ago sos it's amazing i'll give it a listen oh my god it's really fucking good like holy shit FYI, you guys are gonna get a taylor swift ice spice collab. i know i know wait I've, seriously yeah it's happening am i the only person that doesn't isn't into taylor i don't know no, one song i'm not into taylor swift never ever ever getting I don't even back know that one. that's I know, the only one but shake it off i know that oh yeah one. shake it off and then like bad 
like I, bad blood or something oh I don't yeah that's even know. Song. yeah that one that one but i don't know i know but everyone i know loves taylor swift I'm like i feel left out i honestly don't have an opinion on taylor swift yeah i don't really have an opinion either i'm just like I, if she but so many people love her she must be great people love her well people have you know dubious <laughs> taste sometimes too like i'm not saying she's bad i'm just saying like you know whenever like it doesn't like, mean like if I go visit my mom and we try to pick something to watch on TV, she'll be like, oh, but the rating is so high on this. And I'm like, but you trust everybody's taste? Who's yeah, that's this? true. Like, that's true. Wait, so Ice Spice and Taylor Swift doing a collab? Yeah. Yep. And wow, good for Ice Spice. I, I mean, you, you can cut Huge. this part if, if you choose to, but Taylor's boyfriend said some shit about Ice Spice on a podcast that was like way out of pocket. What? He referred to her, I think, oh, as... hell um, no. That chubby Chinese rapper girl. Yeah, you're 100% right. He no. did not call her a chubby her Chinese Inuit, rapper girl. Inuit Spice, um, chubby Chinese rapper girl. Who the hell is Taylor Swift's boyfriend? I don't know. Uh, her boyfriend insulted her. His name is Matt Healy. Is that why she's doing a song with yeah, her now? Yeah, so is this a coincidence? Taylor Swift is teaming up with Ice Spice after her boyfriend, now ex-boyfriend, this Matt Healy, insulted move. the rapper. Uh, this is a PR move on Taylor Swift's part. Big deal. Smart. She's yeah. like, you know what? Now I'm going to bless you with a fucking song to do with me <laughs> because my boyfriend is a piece of shit. And the song's going to live on forever. He'll have to listen to this song forever, the ex-boyfriend. I hope that uh, yeah. Ice Spice makes a lot of money off this me song. Me too. You know what? I hope that for and her. And I hope she saves it and invests it. That's one thing I do have to say about like all of the flexing for the gram and like the way that you know reality stars yeah. do all this smoke and mirror stuff is yep. like you gotta save some money yeah. like there's a stylist i follow who works with like really big clients but every time i see him post he is wearing six figures worth of clothes and jewelry you yeah, know it's like come on and i'm just jewelry like, is like the biggest waste of fucking money i'm sorry that's like insane like it's, well, it's the people insane. like investing in their birkins well like okay i get it like birkins are going up for now and like you know oh the rolexes are worth more now but yeah, normally but you, like, like it's never not, carry it never wear it right like, exactly no i'm sorry like index funds like raw IRA is like let's be real you know Joe's thing, a very savvy investor I learned this a couple everything. weeks ago I save everything if I make $100 31% goes into a savings or some sort of strategic reinvestment that's a good percentage please be my financial advisor <laughs> <laughs> I realized though that like so Carrie Bradshaw did lie to us or like yeah. she gave us this idea about <laughs> she um, I like She's my money where too. I can see it hanging in my closet right and of course I can relate to that because my house is my closet yeah. and it's full of things that give me pleasure to look at right but i you know when i started not being like flat broke all the time and like saving money i realized it felt good to like have you gotta oh my god i love another money Wendy williams tip is always have your fuck you money yeah so that you can say you know what fuck you i don't need this job exactly or, fuck you i'm gonna take a cab out of here like i i have my money to do that um yep but then like i realized this past year that i did not spend enough money and i didn't have enough tax deductions oh so like you do gotta spend some of it so too. You yeah some. you do yeah you oh, gotta i owe yeah plenty that's also reality stars and everybody else pay your taxes oh my god the drag race girls some of them get in trouble for not paying their taxes it's, and like, well, because the other thing is this if your show is paying you through like a corporation mm -hmm. they're not like you're they're not taking any taxes out of it right. you have to do that and you're thinking oh i just got a check for a hundred grand no no you didn't you got a check for 50 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or 65 you know what i mean like that's what you got to check for like and that's hard. It's hard. You have to do that on your own or you need a financial person to do that. But like, what is your, you know, it's really up to you. Oh okay. Dear. We've been chatting for a while. This mm. was amazing. Oh, I had such a fun Please time. Please come back. Anytime. Soon I'll be a Brooklyn girl. Just kidding. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to happen. Oh, I don't know. We'll see.
my lease is up in August, so I don't Ooh. know where I'm going to go. Um, I may stay, but maybe I won't. Um, do I need to do any announcements? Oh, you know what? Please email us at um, the Liam McSweeney <laughs> show at gmail.com. I'm sure you have questions. I'm sure you have comments. Maybe you need me to give you some advice because like I just have it all together and you probably want to hear how I did <laughs> it. it. Um, and thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. <laughs>